thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. What does it mean to ask God to teach you to pray? You ever thought about that? The disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. They didn't say, show us how to pray. Pastor J.D. shares powerful truth today that illustrates why prayer in your daily walk is so important, why you shouldn't worry about doing it wrong. Just do it. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 21st, 2023. I know as a parent, as a young parent with young children, man, I, when my kids would cry, I would just go crazy. Remember that, uh, let them cry it out movement back in the, I don't know, this is a number of years ago. Let them cry it out. Well, we tried that, my wife and I, because we had to sleep. We never slept. In fact, when our first son was born, we haven't slept since. <laughs> so we're like, okay, you know, we got to get some sleep. We're sleep deprived. So just let them cry it out. Oh, okay, well, let's do it. So we let, let them cry it out. I think, and this is not an exaggeration, I think it lasted, for me, I think I made it about, I didn't make it a minute, that's not an exaggeration, I think about 30, 40 seconds into it, I'm like running in there, okay, Habibi, what's wrong, it's okay. What's your point, Pastor? My point is, I'm so glad that God doesn't let us cry it out. Oh no, He hearkens unto the voice of our cry. Speedily, quickly he rushes in. Shh! JD's crying out to me. The silence in the heavens, the, the hush of heaven, the holy hush of heaven. Be quiet! He's praying. What is prayer? that before the throne of Almighty God is, is a fragrance, an incense, pleasing in His sight. Again, as a young parent, you'll forgive another personal reference, but I just loved, I recorded, we all have the home videos of our kids, right? And they were so adorable. I just love to hear. That's why we talked their language, goo goo gaga, just to get some expression out of them and hear them squeak and squawk and talk. And, you know, of course, the first words you always want as a father is dada. Say, honey, did you hear that? He said, dad, dad first. Oh, how much more to our Heavenly Father. That's all prayer is. It's just talking to God. 
This alone has encouraged and settled my heart such that I can come to my tender, loving, heavenly Father anytime with anything, knowing that He always hears my prayers. And not only does He always hear my prayers, He will always answer my prayers the same exact way that I would answer my own prayers if I knew what He knew. That really settles me. Actually, this is another problem that explains, not excuses, but explains prayerlessness. Stay with me. Because God, who always answers my prayers, doesn't answer my prayers the way I want, or how I want, and certainly when I want, I stop praying. I stop asking. Then, when this happens, we have not an answer to prayer because we asked not for an answer in prayer, as James says. Oh, may it never be said of us that we have not because we ask not. If you would have but asked, if you would have just come to me and asked me for that, I would have given it to you. If it brings me glory and it's for your good, you got it. I'll give you anything. You ask anything of me. If it's according to my will, for my glory, and for your good, why would I not give that to you? The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Romans, chapter 8 of Romans, says it and frames it in a very interesting way. He says, how in the world does, this is a very loose paraphrase, but here's the essence of it. How in the world does it make any sense to you, Romans, that if God was unwilling to spare His only begotten Son, and was willing to give you His only begotten Son to die for you. Is there anything He would withhold from you? How does that make any sense to you? God God will give you anything. He'll withhold nothing from you. Just ask. Yeah, but... This is a big ask. Oh, he's a big God. I did not mean for this to be a sermon on prayer, but maybe this is a word fitly spoken on prayer. Question. Do you find it interesting that the disciples would ask Jesus to teach them to pray? See, I totally wouldn't have done that. I would have asked Jesus to teach me to preach. Teach me to teach. No, they didn't ask him to teach them to preach. They asked him to teach them to pray. Not how to pray. No. Teach me to pray. I don't want to just be taught how to pray. I want to be taught to pray. Have you ever asked yourself, why they would ask Jesus to teach them to pray? Could it be because they saw firsthand what happened when Jesus prayed? 
I point this out because of another account also in Luke's gospel, seven chapters earlier in chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. Now it came to pass, as he, speaking of Jesus, was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And he said to them, verse 5, listen, which of you shall have a friend, and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And verse 7, he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me, the door is now shut. My kids are in bed. I cannot rise. Well, that sounds like the parable of the persistent prayer of the widow. And then he says this, verse 8, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend. Thanks a lot, friend. How about former friend now? <laughs> Yet because of his, and here it is again, persistence, he will rise and give him as, watch this, many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. You know, this is a misunderstood promise, powerful promise, sadly misunderstood. Because it kind of comes packaged with a false teaching, by the way, that if you have to ask more than once, that's a demonstration of a lack of faith. Nothing could be further from the truth. When Jesus says, ask, in the original, it carries with it the idea of ask and keep on asking and don't stop asking. Uh, knock. Keep knocking. Is that getting on your nerves? Well, it's getting on apparently these guys' nerves. So they're going to get out of bed. Again, God's not reluctant. And by the way, God is not in bed either. <laughs> whoever asks and keeps on asking, whoever seeks and keeps on seeking, whoever knocks and keeps on knocking persistently, tenaciously, well, this brings me full circle to the aforementioned explanation of how we ought to pray as Jesus taught, so as to not lose heart. Pictured here is a prayer chart of sorts that I organize and categorize specific to specific prayers as it relates to specific evils. The first is the evil that makes us lose heart, 
Second, a suggested way to pray to not lose heart. And third, the scripture references to encourage our heart. Because we've covered in depth all that's on this chart in prior updates, and again, not exhaustive, but in the interest of time, this will be a cursory consideration of what I'll call the top seven, though again, not in any particular order, nor exhaustive in any sense. Number one, mounting adverse events and even death from the poisonous COVID-19 injections. Please know that these are only suggestions on the way to pray. And for this, it's praying for God's mercy concerning sudden death, God's healing from ensuing illnesses. I'm including Psalm 91, which for many a saint over the generations has been a go-to psalm, a powerful prayer psalm prayed by many. But I want to add to it also Acts chapter 28 verses 3 through 6. Luke writes by the Holy Spirit, Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and as he put it on the fire, he's been shipwrecked on the island of Malta because God wants the islanders to get saved. So he changes Paul's itinerary on his trip to Rome. So here's Paul, he's helping out with the fire, and a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But, verse 5, Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects slash adverse events. The people expected him to swell up or be one of those who died suddenly died suddenly. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, died suddenly. But after waiting a long time, could you he's going to die, watch, just wait. He's not dying, no. He will. Everybody who gets bit by these vipers, you know, uncle, auntie, you know, they all died. He's going to die. And he doesn't die. After waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, he's not swollen up like everybody else. He's not dying like everybody else. They changed their minds and said he was a god. Okay, (laughs) Uh, no, Paul is not a god, but Paul is going to tell you about his god. This is called praying the word. You can take a passage like this and pray this. You can turn scripture into prayers. Lord, please do not let me swell up or suffer adverse events or become ill. 
Let nothing happen to me. Number two, looming collapse of the global economy. Pray for God's provision because you have God's promise. As a child of God, you will never be begging bread. He will always provide. He will always provide for you. It will never be necessarily in the way that you expect it to be. God may choose to provide for you from an unseen treasury unknown before in ways that you could have never imagined. But you see, you have the promise in God's Word throughout, replete throughout Scripture. I have Matthew 6, 19 through 34 as the go-to, but also Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. These are just two passages among a myriad of passages and promises in Scripture. You know, we receive numerous and voluminous emails from people saying, what, what should we do in light of what is happening globally to the economy? And obviously we're never going to give people financial advice, but the best advice, financial advice, is in the pages of Scripture. Solomon writing in Ecclesiastes says, diversify. Six, seven areas, because you do not know what evil will befall the land. Matthew 6, again, 19 through 34, Jesus says, don't worry about it. I got you. If I'm going to provide for the birds in the air and the flowers of the field, how much more valuable are you? They weren't created in my image, you were. So if I'm going to take care of them, I'm not going to take care of you. Don't worry. Today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday, by the way. I'll give you some time on that one. I know that was quite a bit. Oh, remember yesterday you were worrying about tomorrow. Well, it's tomorrow. Today is the tomorrow you were worrying about yesterday. Did it happen? No. You know what they found? 90 plus percent of the things we worry about never happen. Now that does not, that makes you, some of you, you worriers like me that have a PhD in worry, you're like, that's great. 90 what percent did you say? Because you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about, so that means there's three or four percent that I need, I need to worry. That's all you think about, right? See, I know, I know, I know. But even that which you fretted about that did come about, God will give you the grace at the time that you need it and see you through it. One last thing on this financial thing, because this is, this is a big issue, especially now, and for obvious reasons, I think. It's God's money, right? We're the stewards of that which He's entrusted us with. We're the owners of nothing, the managers of everything. We're only the managers of God's money. So really, what's your problem? That's for the owner to be concerned with. It's not your money. You think God's caught off guard by this? Oh my goodness, CBDC. I, when did, what? No, he, he told us right here. 
Yeah, CBDC. Social credit scores, climate credit scores, 50-minute cities. We talked about that last week. It's all right in here. Question. I ask this. It's a rhetorical question, but I ask this with the sincerity of my heart, and the Lord knows my heart. And it's a why question. Why would God not provide for you? Maybe better asked, why would God just all of a sudden stop providing for you at such a time as this? No, He, he will always provide, no matter what. He will always provide for you. Yeah, but it's, it's looking like it's going to get really bad before the rapture. God doesn't know that. God doesn't know that. God doesn't know what you need financially. He's going to provide. Number three, we better keep moving. Stop doing that. We've got to move faster now. Impending threats of wars, with current wars, by the way. <laughs> Pray for God's protection from, and perhaps more importantly, simultaneously, God's warning about the prophetic birth pains increasing with frequency and intensity at this time, which is the end of time. Let me maybe unpack that just real quick. Jesus in Matthew 24 said that this is how you're going to know that it's the time of the end. There's going to be wars and threats of wars, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. Nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And he likens all of the above to birth pains, which come in greater frequency and greater intensity. And that's how you're going to know. He's likening his return to a baby being born, a baby coming. There's going to be these birth pains, these contractions. And that's what we're seeing now. So yeah, pray for God's protection, but... Also pray this, pray that God would open up the eyes of the people to the prophetic reality of why this is happening at this time, that it is the time of the end. Number four, I'm going to have to ask you to bear with me on this one. The alarming LGBTQ transgenderism acceptance. Pray for God's kindness. Pray for God's forgiveness. That's what leads to repentance and salvation. Romans 2, 4, it is the kindness of God that leads one to repentance. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, it's astounding. I would even venture to say upsetting to most Christians, because the Apostle Paul has the audacity by the Holy Spirit to talk to those Christians in that Corinthian church that came out of a lifestyle of homosexuality. He has the audacity to say, you know what? God does not condemn you. God loves you. Jesus did not come to condemn you. You're already condemned. He came to save you. God loves you. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org 
and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship fellowship and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.